welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Alicia Brown. Welcome to another edition of Fit Journey. Thank you for tuning in. Um, your uh, listenership is uh, always appreciated. Um, today, we have a new guest on, but before we get into our new guest, wanted to recap about what we did last week um, as we started our my new journey in podcasting here through Spotify and all that good stuff. We had on uh, one of uh, a trainer from uh, his name is Christian Bell from the South Side, but he is a mobile trainer. He's with Reps Lifestyle. Um, he does some personal training. He also does some fitness promotion. So we had him on. Um, he we were in the track house, so we were actually in a studio down in the South Side of Georgia in Morrow. So even if you ever have a chance, if you are a uh, music recorder or or you like to make songs, check out the track house. Got to make sure I emphasize that word before you think I'm, I'm talking about some other things in life. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, I hope that you're enjoying these podcasts again. Welcome to the fit journey. Fit stands for foundations of incorruptible thinking. Um, this is a, a faith filled God based show. It highlights individuals that are from any walk of life. I like to interview anyone. Um, and it's really just honoring them. Um, because everyone has a story, and um, I believe that anyone's story can impact someone else's. So um, that's why I decided to do Fit Journey um, and just kind of bring anyone on um, who wants to make an impact in the life and just highlight them and to talk about their journey that they've uh, been going on in life now. Um, so right now we have a new guest on, one of my, I would say one of my favorite guy guests. Ooh, he is, yes, yeah, the butter up. That was the butter up. You know, I like to butter people up. No, no, but this is all honesty. This is all truth. Um, I'll tell you a little bit of how I met this gentleman. Uh, just met this gentleman maybe about what two months ago? Two, little, little over that. Little, maybe three. Two, three. Two, yeah. going like two and a half. You know, it's like you know. And uh, he came in. We work at the same fitness studio and. Uh, I will always say that God has brought us together. Um, he is a good friend of mine. We became like brother and sister. Oh, she better me up, people. Yes, oh, he is like my brother, too. my big brother. So oh. um, we've hit it off well. He is originally from Buffalo, New York. Why you say it like that? Why you say it like that? Because, you know. That Philly stuff going on. I am from Philly, West uh, Philadelphia, born and raised. West, uh, Will Smith, all that good stuff. Um, but nonetheless, we will just honor yeah. buffalo new york today yeah, there we go you know, thank that, you appreciate you know, it they get some type of glory you know yeah, we'll god glory creates today. all things equal. thank you people thank you thank all you. right so um he uh he hails from there and i'll talk a little bit more about him but he has been a genuine friend um a genuine guy he is god fearing which i truly appreciate and he is just one of my good buddies. I can't even say enough about him. And also, he is my favorite fellow pizza eater. So we oh, yeah. we, we we chow down. That is our cheat meal. Um, and we try to have it. I'm not going to talk about how often, but we this is my cheat buddy right here. So definitely, um, if we're going, if we going ham, not really, but... I mean, if, you know we go ham. Don't... No, literally, don't do not on the pizza, but yeah, yeah. it's him. <laughs> we go, we go, we go all in. And when I say go all in, like I thought I could eat. No, this this brother could eat. Oh yeah, I told her. So that it's almost like an eating contest. 
But I let him have it because I don't want to look greedy. I don't want people looking at me like, ew, she eat a lot. Like, ew. You know? I'll let him have that. You <laughs> oh, know? Yeah, that's all so, right there. Yeah, so. Last time we had what? Like 50 wings something like that? It was like 25? 25. 35, it was like 35 wings. 35 wings. We finished them all bone to bone. trainer, coach, health coach. He is just a man of God. We'll talk about that. Um, and am I missing anything that I think? Health that enthusiast, I, but you know, huh? that goes along with personal training. Yeah, he, health he's, enthusiast, yeah, health okay. enthusiast. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that. And um, I just wanted to introduce him without further ado. Let's give a round of applause to Des. Yay! Okay, oh, okay. Oh, 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 my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. You don't like my job Yeah, I mean, you know, he... <laughs> We gotta, we, gotta, we gotta get him together, y'all. Oh, come on, y'all. She always get some buzz. Some all praise. right. So what's going on, Dad? What's up, sis? What's poppin'? First of all, I just want to say uh, thank you, and I really appreciate you. You know, you kind of buttered me up with the margarine and all that earlier, mm, yeah, but uh, I really appreciate you bringing me on the podcast and really uh, allowing me to share my journey with everybody out there. And uh, honestly, it's a, it's a God-given situation right here. I never thought I would make somebody like this person, people. She's an amazing person, oh, beautiful so smile. Look, look. You know what I'm saying? Just brings energy. Like we're, know? we're like twins. He's just light and dark, so it's like salt and pepper right here. Right? <laughs> but we're twins. His smile is like popping too. So he, he, at first I was like, you know, I had to get the hood on him. Like at first I didn't like him. At first wait, I had to wait, get wait. the hood. Wait, wait, no, no, tell him the whole backstory. Listen, he walked in the door. <laughs> he gave me the head nod, real New York style. Like what up? I'm like what? This is my, this is my, this is my place of work. Oh man. Okay, you not gonna greet me like that? Oh, I, she, she, I'm the original. Okay. Uh, let's be real. Let's be real. Why you really feel the type of way? You saw we all dressed like, oh wow, you got another dresser in the house. He people. like he he did he you know you know New York got a little style. I ain't gonna tell too much because y'all because I don't want nobody to mollywop me out here in the street. I don't know who from New York, New York. So y'all got style. And I'll give y'all that credit. And he caught me off guard. I was like, who is this gentleman? I thought he was lost. Hmm. And then he walked up, and then he walked past me. He did what up, and then he walked past me. <laughs> And I was like, wait, hold up, homie. Like, we don't play that. I don't play that. But then, as I got to know him, go. by the grace of God, God said, let down your guard, honey. And I said, all right, I'll let down my guard. Amen. And then, um. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank it, you it's been magic ever since. This is my homie. This is really my my right hand. My le- He's on my left, but he's my right Ooh. hand. So yeah, so thank you, thank you for the butter ups. We butter each other up. You okay. know, that's what helps us get through <laughs> this studio life, all right? <laughs> so so uh, so what's up, Des? We talked about that, we butter each other up. I want us to get into nitty gritty because you are a unique individual. Um you've come you've come in and you've allowed our clients, the clients that we all work with, to kind of get to know you. Um, I got to know you more on a, a personal level, um, but um, tell us a little bit about a little bit about your background. How did you, you know, you were raised, um, where you come from, um, and what makes you so different? Because you went into arena football, but let's talk about how um, 
how you became Des? Where, where did Des hail from, or Desmond Howard hail from? Okay, and that's right. Cause y'all know the real name. Okay, since they Facebook you, whatever. Amen. All right. Amen. So talk to me about it. So tell me a little bit about your life. Okay, so I grew up in uh, Buffalo, New York. Uh huh. Um, so basically, I didn't start off playing football. Right, I was a uh, Honestly, if you believe it or not, you mm-hmm. see me because they can't see me. So I was uh, I was too big to play uh, football when I was about 10 years old. Oh, my goodness. Um, I was like about 210 by that time. What? I was like tall and skinny. Yeah, I was, I was huge. Um, so I started off swimming and playing basketball, but I was never passionate about basketball. Okay. Like that, just doing something to play. And then um, then I transitioned to high school. My freshman year, I was just like really good at football, right? I was just really good. Um, and I was blessed to actually grow up in a home where I had um, two parents in my household. Both my mom and dad are still together. Mm-hmm. 20 plus years, shout out to mom and dad. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and my father's actually a pastor. So um, my spirituality has always been a basis of my foundation as a man. Even since I was a, bo- a little boy, um, and I was blessed to have that because nowadays, you know, in our generation, not a lot, not a lot of people are blessed to have, That's true. you know, a father figure like that, a black male figure in their life, period, right? Correct. And um, I feel like after that, um, after high school, well, I was in high school, I should say, um, I got about what, like about 100 something offers to football. Wow. Which is really good. I'm not trying to toot my horn, but I was really good. I was just being honest. Uh-huh. Just being honest. So then my junior year, I ended up tearing my ACL. Wow. Um, I lost about most of my offers. Because back then, it's not like now when you had an ACL surgery in 2010. It wasn't like, you know, most people thought you were done. So I went from having all these offers to, you know, having this ideal, you know, uh, opportunity to be this, you know, big time football starts and now I'm like okay where do I go now because you know when I had it I was just like okay I'm gonna get my parents out this neighborhood you okay. know I'm gonna get excited here blah 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 right and like you know like anybody else I just want to take care of my family so as we transitioned it was just like okay it was really testing my faith and I really lost my way and I was just trying to fight God for all that time and it was just really hard I ended up going to University at Buffalo if anybody knows about University at Buffalo Khalil Mack people Khalil Mack beast mm. my boy shout out to him um so it's just like when that transition came, I really just didn't know what to do because I really lost my way with God. And I would say, um, because I fought him so much, I didn't really, I got to where I wanted to be as a professional football player with opportunities in the CFL and in arena football, but it was always a struggle, always something always came up. And it was just really till recently when last year when I retired, where my relationship with God really just grew. And I saw myself as a man grow because I started putting my spirituality first. Mm. And, and then I don't know where I meet you. Just transit when I transition, I meet another godly friend. I'm just like, wow, like God, I see it's amazing how you work, you know. So, I mean, it's just amazing the journey and amazing where God takes us, even when we feel like we've lost our way. He just Certainly. comes full front forward, like it's crazy. Like, I like it, I like it. Right? So, so talk to me. So, you said that in the midst of this, so God, I mean, was working, you have been. I know we we've had our conversations about it, but mm-hmm. um, in regards to you finding your way, losing your way um, in the midst of you being through the football and and, and arena football, and, and and but you've always had that background. Mm-hmm. Um, what where do you feel like you know what was your give up point that made you say, hey, I, I'm I'm going to change my mind about God for a moment? Because a lot of us. Um, Believe it or not, I mean, of course you know, but we go through a struggle, we go through situations, yeah. and it makes us change our mind about God. We've had inst- bad instances, whether it be in the church, whether it be um, in, in regular life where people have hurt us and we've turned our back because we don't believe that God is a good father or so have you. Yeah. Uh, was there a particular instance that made you change your mind and say, no, I'm good, I'm, I'm good, I want to do my own thing? Were there people that were influencers that made you change your mind about mm-hmm. how you perceive God? What was that? 
perspective because I think a lot of people sometimes do. We, I yeah. think we all get that moment in times where we be like, you know what, never mind, I'm good. I'm going to try this on my own. Right. I think we all, uh, and I think God allows us to do that so then he then in turn changes our mind again for us to realize how much we need him. Right. So when, <laughs> when was the time that you realized like this is, I'm good, I'm good without him. How did your parents feel when uh, that happened? Okay, so uh, without realizing it till recently when you really start looking at this, you know what I say, hindsight is twenty twenty. Oh yeah, right? definitely. So I would say it happened right um senior year signing their signing day which is about february for people that don't you know follow football mm-hmm. so it was like having this opportunity where i was like okay like i'm not going to stanford or oregon or miami or west virginia like, mm-hmm. i'm not going to a big time school i was like okay like i've been faithful at this point god i played that victim role i was like oh man you know what i've been doing it your way man forget it like mm-hmm. i'm done like and i don't know what people know what it's like to miss out on a multi-million dollar job people but i'm telling you that will test your faith oh yeah like so being a guaranteed, like, okay, you're going to go to the NFL. Coaches telling me that. People feeding my ear. Like, okay, you're, you're going to be an NFL star. You're going to be in the NFL, period, because of my talent, right? Mm-hmm. But as soon as that happened, everybody, you know, abandoned me. Wow. You know, even my own girlfriend in high school at the time, you know, I can't blame her. She was a kid, but she doesn't understand. You don't, people, you can't really wrap your head around. It's like missing out on a, it's, it's, like, it's literally like missing out on a million dollar job. And mm-hmm. I feel like from that in that transition, I was just like, okay. You know, and I don't think my parents really were able to notice it because I was away in college mm, okay. and I didn't even see it in myself. Yeah, I was just like so angry and depressed for a very long time. And then, you know, I just I was just not being me. I wasn't sticking to my core values. I was one of those people that was out here like, oh, yeah, like I'm about God. But the way I'm acting out my life is not, you know, what I'm preaching. Conducive right? to what, what exactly. you're saying. Understood. Very hypocritical. Yeah. So and until recently, I really kept trying to fight. I was like, you know what, God, I'm giving it to you like i've been trying to fight you this long i mean yeah i got that far some people will say that's a great accomplishment to still be a pro athlete but to me it was just like i felt empty because i didn't i wasn't fulfilled i wasn't really being who des was supposed to be mm-hmm. you know understood and that can that can I, I i totally agree i think my path was a little bit different i don't i think i was doing a whole bunch of different stuff i never really became an athlete so to be an athlete, I think, takes a different type of discipline. I think that you have a lot of people around you that are more influencers that um, positive and negative that can motivate you and, and, and create a mindset for you, especially when you're that good, you know? And yeah. I think that a lot of people don't realize when you have a talent and then, um, you know, you have to have people around you, you know, um, how did it feel to be that good? How, because that's a good question because sometimes we don't ask that, like, when you know you're good, yeah. You're good at something, and people give you that acclaim. Um, how did that feel for you? Did did that get to your head in any way? Um, it didn't really start hitting me how good I was until after my sophomore year, when I, the letters started flowing in like rain. Like, understood, understood. Uh, when you got people like Jim Harbaugh, who's the head coach of Michigan now, who brought the 49ers to a Super Bowl, writing you letters. When you got people like Oregon, all these teams that I grew up watching, mm-hmm. um, now they want me. I'm like, wow. Nice, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm dope. Like, it didn't start hitting me till then, and as soon as it hits, boom, Terran ACL. And it doesn't even happen in the practice, it happens Mm. on the family picnic. Wow, out of all places, out of all places, the family picnic people, family picnic, right? Wow, so, so, um, what would you 
prostitute that is? Is, is that almost kind of like, do you think that was a God moment of God waking you up to, because do you think you were going to get big headed? Do you, can you look back and say like, I might have, if I didn't catch myself, I might have been too much for myself. Because yeah. that's why God does it, because yeah. he knows that you are not supposed to be that, and it got too quick too fast. Yep. <laughs> and you know, I mean, there are people that, you know, are foolish and splurge their life because of the fact that it came too quick. And um, do you think that that was more of a God moment that he did that? Absolutely. Now looking at it, yeah, but at the moment I was just like, come on, man, I was right. I was this close to getting us out of here. And what, what positions you play? I played everything in high school. I played linebacker, uh, inboxer, I mean, whatever, tight end, slot receiver. Okay, okay. So you're athlete. more def- defensive? Oh, I was just an athlete. I played both athlete. sides of the okay, ball. Okay. I never really left the field. Wow. Um, and not to mention, I was really good at track too, but I didn't even care about track. Yeah, understood. So, yes, yeah, yeah. So, understood, understood. Yeah. Wow. So, hey, I mean, <laughs> when it comes to something like that, when God can wake you up from something like that, I think what would you say was the biggest lesson in your football career, even coming out of college? I know you said into arena football. You did that a little bit, or you? Talk- yeah. So I did arena football. So what happened before arena football? I went to a couple CFL, had a couple CFL workouts. Um, things didn't work out. Um, and then after that, I transitioned to arena football. I got hit. I was like, I don't know, about the, I know a little bit of arena football, mm-hmm. but I didn't know a lot about it. And then uh, the, the guys that I played with, a lot of those guys played at big time schools. And I'm talking about these guys were cool guys were in the NFL a couple years ago, right? Wow, okay. And they're like, you know, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Buffalo. Where's Buffalo? You know, like, wow. like I gotta be like, oh yeah, the same school. I'm like, oh okay, okay, we know, oh, okay. we know what that now, is. Yeah, yeah say somebody else's name. Same yeah, same. and then yeah. I played. I only played at UB for about two or three years, and I finished out my career at a um a school called Buffalo State. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Buffalo State. Okay. Hashtag Bengals all day. That's okay. why I like that. Like you know the orange black. I like it. Yeah, I mean it, it fits yeah. him. He, yeah. It fits him. Oh she knows. You know, I mean, Swag comes out with the orange and black. The orange, it does pop. Yeah, it does pop. Whatever. <laughs> you know. So you know that transition also humbled me as well because it was just like going from like a big time D1 school when I, I won't say big time a, big, a D1 school to a smaller D3 school was like okay it's a humbling experience because yeah that's what I was just going to ask you did it humble you oh man humble me what I was like man I had great coaching there why did I come here for I'm like dude but I had to make the most of the opportunity I think that even made it worse for me when I went there because now I'm just like man god like I was blaming god for everything you know for stupid things I'm like mm-hmm. I dated a girl I'm like oh Man, you know, God, for real, for real, I don't need this right now. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, instead of understood. looking at myself, like, dude, you made these decisions. Like, stop playing exactly, God Exactly, exactly. I think that's that's a really big uh, comment you just said there. Yeah. We go and put ourselves into situations and then say God did it. Right. Without consulting him, without pr- proper prayer and without proper, you know, counsel, we go and say, oh, I'm in this. And then all of a sudden... It go wrong, go awry, it wasn't supposed to be. And God said, I never told you to go over there, but you went over there anyway. So, you know, and then we say, it's all your fault, and, you know, and then we curse God. So I understand. Mm-hmm. So understand. I'm, I'm glad you were, you were humbled. All right. So um, talk to me because you you had a, quite a bit of a football career. And now you try to transition um, meeting you here as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, before we can get into any other things, where what made you transition into coaching? I know that your injuries kind of set you back a little bit. Um, was Is there something that you, for our listeners, I know a little bit more about you, but um, is there is that something that you always want to go back to football or, or, or going coaching football, strength and athleticism? What, what are you looking forward to do in, in regards to football and things like that? So 
Um, when it came to football, <clears throat> obviously after my career is over, anybody out there that's an athlete, you understand, right? Um, the hardest thing for an athlete is transitioning from that lifestyle of an athlete to mm. transitioning to, okay, real life, now that I get a job, right? Yeah. And I didn't only just want to get it. I did not not only want to, want to get a job, but I wanted to like work in a place where I'll be happy going to work every day. I understand. You know, and I understood putting in work is part of the process, yeah. right? But at the same time, I was like, okay, what, what am I passionate about? What do I love to do? Right. And I just really had to sit there and think about it. Like, okay, it took me a month, a couple, like, it took me at least a year. Because I always think about this, like, the year before my last season, which was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, what do I really want to do? And it was like, okay, um, I love the exercise. I love helping kids. I love helping people. Okay, what's the best thing to do? Personal training. And then, like, I started transitioning into that. Got my NASM certification, um, working on getting my CSCS, and really also enhancing my knowledge with books as well. Mm -hmm. I think the eventual goal is honestly to eventually, you know, mentor and help develop young pass rushers and give them the knowledge that I didn't have. You know, sending out their film early, doing the extra things, how to break down film at a young age so that they can be set up to be successful wherever they go. To help them, you know, pay for education, that's what they want to do. I understand. But at the same time, become the best player that they can be and speak into their life spiritually as a man, because a lot of, you know, in our community, we don't have a lot of strong black leadership with our young men. So I feel like it's very important for them to have Especially somebody in the, in the uh, sports industry. Oh, too, man. You know? Understatement. You know, so yeah. definitely. I understand. I mean, I commend you because, I mean, when I met you, you were all about it and you still have been. I mean, you know, people talk that talk, but, you know, for him to walk the walk, he honestly is a guy that actually is upright. Um, and it's, I think that's what made me value you more because a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I do this, I do that. Um, and especially when you go to a foreign land or a foreign place similar to like, not saying just Georgia, but anybody, a lot of people will convince you that they do certain things. But yeah. when you turn around and you watch them, they're not, they're doing the opposite or never have done it before, right. which is reading books or yeah. really gaining knowledge. And I've seen Jazz do it a couple of times, so I, I I believe it, and I think that's really just. He's fine on me. I don't know, but you gotta you gotta make sure that they be talking <laughs> the right stuff, you know, because you can't say, oh yeah, I read books. What books you reading? Um, like, you know, right? I'm reading, uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, green eggs and ham. Right? Like sound like pork and pig. Mm-hmm. That's all books, you know. So, <laughs> so definitely. So talk to me about um, who are your um. Um, like who are your influences like what motivates you when you are not feeling at your best um for me i know what drives me because of the fact that i'm not in my hometown when i'm not with uh, or my parents um i think for me my my uh drive is because they were west they're west indian them coming from the islands to give my brother and i um a proper way of living putting us through college things like that and making sure that we try to succeed or we are succeeding and being the best that we can do be. Right, right. I think they are my drive no matter what. Um, they have always kind of, when I feel like giving up, when I'm tired, when I'm like, no, I, I, I'm good. I want to change my mind. Um, they do motivate me, especially, you know, my mom and my dad, of course, yeah. but it's just like, those are the two people that I give my life for. What about you? So my influence, I have four. Well, technically, I have five. Right? Okay. So I'll break them down. Right. First influence is Ray Lewis. Ray Best Lewis. Best linebacker of all time. Oh my oh, yeah. goodness! Oh, Not yeah. Ray. Oh yeah, Ray. And the reason why he motivates me is because if you ever listen to a story, people, you know, if you haven't heard a story, uh, go onto YouTube. Okay. And uh, type in Payne Payne Ray Lewis, and he talks about how he grew up and how 
Um, and this really truly showed me that God has a plan for us because he was talking about this 52 deck of cards, right? Okay. When he was a kid, his mom, his mom was getting abused and stuff like that. And he would do push-ups. And the ironic thing is later on in life, he ended up having like two uh-huh. Oh, he, he, ended up wearing, he ended up wearing the number 52. Oh, wow. Right. It That's shows that it shows that God has a plan, right? It's crazy. Like, he was a kid when he was doing these push-ups. Wow. And I That's felt like, and if you ever, yeah, it's crazy, right? It's wild. And like, it just showed me, like, okay, God has a plan for all of us without us even realizing it, right? And um, the second thing about him was just his motivational speeches, you know what I'm saying? They just get me hyped. It gets me out dumped immediately. It gets me out of my sad place, out, out of me feeling bad for myself. It was like, yo, if this man can grind like that the way he was, why can't I? Understood. You know? Do you think we have that grind? Millennials? Just the our age group. We're pretty much real. I'm a little older than you, but nonetheless, I got a little different. You ain't that different. old, though. So oh, like, I, I came, I came over there, right here. Yeah, you know, <laughs> You're talking no, about. but no. Do you think that we have the same work ethic? I know this is off tangent. This is not a question I was going to ask. But do you think that the, our society has the same work ethic as our parents, as Ray Lewis, as what are we missing? I believe that we all have the same kind of work ethic, but you have to want it. Um, you have to want it for yourself. You can't just want it for whatever reason, for money or whatever. You got to want it for yourself. You want to have to truly want to be successful and to understand that it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be hard times. And I feel like a lot of times what we're lacking is that we don't like um, things to be hard. We want everything to be given to us because of what we've seen on TV and stuff like that. I'm not saying everybody's like that, but a lot of people in our generation are like that because it's like, how many people have you met that are around my age that have been like, oh yeah, you know, uh, you know, so-and-so, I want to be this, that, the third. Or right. how many guys, you know, I've, I've uh, talked to and been like, oh, yeah, I want to be great, bro. I want to be a great football player. Okay, what are, you, what are you willing to put in to be a great football player? Understood. It's not just about what you do on the field on game oh, day, bro. Yeah, Practice, film, yeah. why are you training? Are you eating right? If you're not doing those things, you don't really want to be great. You want to talk about being great. You don't want to be great. But I think that's what's coming with that, this society. I mean, we are we weren't raised, even for me, even if for my age, I wasn't raised. My parents, I think, sometimes at times that our parents have kind of coddled us to a point because they don't want us to experience that pain. I know my parents did. Coming from where they came from, they didn't want me to experience pain. So they did everything they had to do in order for me to not feel what they felt, right. not feel the struggle they felt. Because who, what child, what parent wants their child to experience the pain they went through, you know? So I think that coddling pushes, pushes us into a situation where um we are not happy enough to or we're not we're never content or one we're never content or we're just spoiled we're mm-hmm. at a point where it's, this is too difficult i no one told me it was going to be difficult my parents didn't tell me that because for a long time i'm not even gonna lie i struggled with working hard for at first like work ethic i had it i could work all day mm-hmm. but when things get tough when i have to change my perception and say okay i didn't get it this way like you, for what you told me, if that was me, I don't know what I would have done. Mm. If, if I was put in a situation where everything where everything was promised to me and it was looking great, mm. and then for God to, or, or for a situation to happen and change the dynamic of my life, mm. I think that I would have handled it where I would have been in a mental home. I would I would have been <laughs> in the hospital because I would have been like, this is not, yeah. you know, I've experienced small, and you know, God knows your limits. God knows that okay Des can handle it mm-hmm. Alicia can't handle that okay she would be cuckoo for cuckoo puffs she would have been because I put myself in situations where 
things, some certain things that hard and being candid, I've almost tried to commit suicide off right. it. Yeah. So God knows us, you know, and you know, but probably something like that, I'd be like, oh, woe is me, the end of the world, I, put me in a, in, a, in a coffin, you know, cause yeah. I'm done. You know, because you this is what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And now you done switched the game and, yeah. you know, we're not used to change. No, no, no. We don't like change. Don't Nobody like likes change, you know. And it's just a matter of just being able to adapt. And that's what I'm learning, too. So yeah. you are made, pretty much able to adapt. I know you probably went through a long oh, time. Oh, man, what depression, it, but... okay? Like, yeah. I'm talking like, I, I think I have felt in and out of depression for at least three or four years. Wow. Um, My senior year, um, I just always... One thing about me, I don't like underachieving, right? And me in either. my football career, we left in my my last college I went to, not UB, because we was all right. We had talent, but they didn't really know how to use this. But that's besides the point. Um, but when I went to Buffalo State um, for three straight years, we had D1 talent on the D3 team. And I know a lot of people are not going to understand this, but doing that, you should probably go to the playoff. We felt like we, we had the talent to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. And when you underachieve and you miss the one Why? year, you miss the bowl game, we go to two straight, but we go to two bowl games. We win one, we lose one to an inferior team. The other one, we just smoke them. They, they, they won it on that level. But we should have won three conference championships in a row and been undefeated in the regular season. But instead, we end up going like eight and three. Mm. Nine and two, losing the game, losing games to people that we had no business losing to, and I just really felt in the depression state because like, man, like I should have three rings and we should be here at the third, and it was just we just left all of this promise on the field. And after my senior year, after losing to an inferior team, um, I just really fell into a state of like, man, like this is my end of my career. I'm like 30, 40 pounds overweight. Like I don't want to be this size, and I just really stayed in the house for like two or three months because wow. I was just so, um filled with anger and and sadness and like lack of feeling of regret and like it was just like man like why did I even come to this school like you know and not seeing that there was a more another opportunity to make for my pro career but I was just so focused on what I had under as an underachiever because I I like how do I go from being this big time talent to doing and becoming a D3 football player and it doesn't mean there's not anything wrong with D3 football players but it's just like to understand where you come, where you starting out there to potentially a million, a multi-million dollar job to be in that D3 where you got to fight and claw for everything. You don't have somebody telling you, um, oh yeah, like, uh, you got to go to this workout for the summer. It's not like D1. You got to put in the work all on yourself. All, it's all on you. Right? Yeah. Understood. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And we are back. Just real quick, I know we had gotten a little bit of short on that time, but I uh, wanted to at least come back to it. Um, continue with your conversation. I know that you were saying that to, to kind of come out of that depression and, and to have those high expectations, especially coming, that's like eating filet mignon to eating a can of sardines or, Literally. you know, or, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's just, you know, that dynamic and just being able to adapt and you being able to realize that, you know, coming out of that that situation I, I definitely understand so I know we were talking about your influencers and I oh, know yeah. I cut you off no it's all good it's okay um, talk so, to me about so I love baby sis okay or baby right. older sis you know right. yeah, <laughs> baby, you midget older sis midget right? older sis you ain't a midget oh, well that's you know, your you thing guys I told you Five two, five two, five five, 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 five,
um, was one of the strongest women I know, right? Uh, she uh, she held it down when my dad was out for a, you know, a lot of prayer Bible study. And you know, uh, pastors like, you know, a shepherd to the flock. Right? Yeah, so okay. he was all 24-7 job. You know, mm -hmm. it's not easy. Um, so my mother was always keeping us active, making us read when we didn't want to read, you know, like creates, uh, making us creative. I remember one summer she was like, okay guys, uh, you better, you better pick a summer camp you want to go to because y'all ain't going to stay in the house. Like, you either going to do that or you going to, I'm going to choose something for you. Right? I get it. So, so uh, she, she really made, I feel like she really had a, a key part in like, not only just developing us, but also making sure that we were open-minded, you know, mm. as young kids, we had an opportunity. The only reason why I got an opportunity to play for a, a really good school and I had the opportunity to shine in that limelight was because I was not just a, a really good athlete, but I was really smart because of my mom. Wow. Um, okay. So for high school, I had an opportunity to go to a private school. It was a powerhouse private school back home called St. Francis. Shout out to the Red Raiders. Shout out. Um, so it was a great opportunity for me to really um, also get another dynamic because as a young black man in the inner city growing up around a bunch of black kids, I'd go to high school with a bunch of, you know, rich white kids. Now, not all of them were rich, but predominantly the school were pretty rich, right? Understood. Understood. So my mom introducing us into that dynamic was really preparing us for the world because you got to be able to blend in two different worlds. You can't just be able to be in that hood mentality. You're absolutely right. You know? That you know, to be well rounded is I. Everyone should be well rounded. Not many people get a chance from, um, from the city to be well rounded because yeah. even for my parents, she, my mom and my aunt and my dad, they try to put us in everything they could just so that we could at least be exposed to it. Mm -hmm. And exposure changes your perspective yes. you know so definitely understood so who's the next two so your dad my father my father so my dad um he really was without him even probably he probably won't even notice if he didn't listen to this so <laughs> he was he showed me how to be strong um and as a man is very important and i didn't really understand it till recently our parents give us what they can and what they know exactly. not exactly what you know what i'm saying what we need and i feel like all the time like we feel like we need they give us what they everything they possibly can and i understand that my dad did that he did the best he could and he gave us everything he could and i really respect and love him for that and he showed up to games i didn't even know to reasons like, oh yeah i was at that game i was like why was you there he's like i didn't want to make you nervous because he know but i was like dad you would have told me i would have bought all better like i don't know what and my mom was like really I'm, I'm always at your games i'm like okay mom i'm sorry but you know um but he just and he really like really set a, a great foundation of our spirituality. Yes, I, I lost my way, but I was only able to come back to that and really understand that because I saw what it did in my sister's life and my especially in my dad's life. A little background about my dad. He was in the streets before mm -hmm. and then he transitioned to being a pastor because God wow. had a calling for his life. So really understand his situation. I'm like, man, if he can transition from that, I can get out of his hole as well. And I really had to just go back to my foundation and they set that foundation and as a couple. So um, my third influence, right, was uh, or technically I can I can buy my parents. So I guess of course that's not like a two. But, <laughs> um, so my cousin Dominique Bird, right, he played in the league for about four years. Third round draft pick, okay. played at USC for the people that uh, know about football. Um, played with Reggie Bush, Lindell White, uh, two national championships. Um, played with Pete Carroll, really good player, and he's somebody I looked up to for his athletic talent because. Okay. That's where I wanted to be. That's who I wanted to be. When he was at his draft party, everybody's like, you up next, right? Mm. You know, and I think that was another created level of pressure, which I accepted, but it was another created level of pressure because when you already got a cousin that's already in the league, mm. people out there that know have cousins in the league that's looking to play ball or whatever you may be in, it's, it's harder because he's already set the standard. He's exactly. a third round, he's a third round draft pick. 
Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, you gotta either go exactly. higher than that or you, you exactly you, in comparison. And he's my role model on top of that, so it was just um. But he I always looked up to him because of how good he was. He was just a natural. He was a three-time All-American athlete in high school, just a beast, just a savage. You know? yeah. Okay. Um, and then lastly, for me, is just it's not necessarily a person, but um, it's the fear of failing and not for it's dying full, right? And when I say that, I mean dying full of my potential, mm. not um, not max, maxing out my opportunities, not max, maxing out who Des is and my impact on the world. And I feel like if I die that way, I would that would just be that's my biggest influence. I want to die with nothing left, nothing left in me that I could maximize, whether it be from mentorship or uh, being a coach as a personal trainer, as a person, mm. as a husband, as a father one day. Not yet, people. <laughs> but you know that's that's my that's what influences and drives me probably the most of all those things. Understood. I, I definitely agree that with that, and that's almost kind of like a, a scripture in the Bible about the master and, and giving you know his servants talents and and what do you do with your talents and you know that person that harbored and held on to that one yeah. talent because. He was full. He just left it full and just was like, ah, but you want to be able to expose yourself and empty out yourself and reach your fullest potential. And not many people, you know, you want to be able, I know I do, want to reach my fullest potential. Everything that God saw in me when he said Alicia or when he said, okay, I'm going to form you. This is everything that I want to put in you. I want to be able to expose that. I want to be able to test it. I want to be able to at least try it out. If I may not master it, but still be able to just try it out and say, wow, I was capable of that. God gave me that in my spirit. Absolutely. You know, so definitely. I agree. I like that. I like I'm that. Bad. So um, going on, going on. So talk to me about like, so when you were in your um, depression state, I don't want to keep going backwards, no, but talk to me. How did you get out of that? I know you say you were in the house for a couple of months and mm -hmm. things like that. How did you pull yourself out of it? I know a lot of people when I, my past interviews that I've had, a lot of individuals found um, meditation. Some found just being able to uh, be out in certain instances, be around friends or being around family, being around uh, certain uh, types of music allow them to refocus. Mm -hmm. What brings this back to Des when or God when he's down on his love when things don't go his way when mm. you're out of your element and you don't feel like you're at your at your peak where where do where do you find inner peace? So what got me out of that state um was shout out to my trainer Fred Duncan who's also become like a big brother to me mm -hmm. um Fred Duncan performance one of the best trainers out there okay. <clears throat> um he actually. I was just sitting on the couch. He's like, hey, man, uh, why aren't you training? Don't you got a, you got a workout in February? I was like, uh. He's like, dude, get your butt. He didn't say it like that, but <laughs> get your butt up here and work out. And it just, it just made me snap like, dude, you got this opportunity in front of you. Don't don't miss out on it. And that's really snapped me out of it. But now it's more so about um, going to the gym. And when I'm in the gym and I get a really good workout in and I just I just have this like mental clarity after I leave. I'm just, okay, now I'm good. I, I can reset. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also music, um, and it depends on what day it is or whatever. It might be some hip hop, it might be a little J Moss. Uh, one specific, two specific songs really reset me, right? And I don't know what it is, but when my grandmother died, God bless her soul. Um, this this song really res resonated with me. Dear God by Smokey Norfolk, mm -hmm. right? That hits me hard. He sends me that. He sends yeah, me that. Yeah, I, I did. I did. You know, cause I got love for her, people. I got love for her. 
Um, but uh, and then it's abundantly by Jay Moss. You sent that one to me. Too. Oh yeah, I did. Oh yeah. You liked it? It was a good. Yeah, it was a blessing. That's what I told him. It was a blessing. It was a blessing. So definitely. Yeah. So those two songs specifically really helped me to reset my mind. I mean, I get some tears out. You know, shed some tears. Of course. And really just reset myself. And after I, I listen to those songs, I just feel the spirit flowing through me. I'm just, I'm like, boom, reset. Amen. Amen. When especially when it's the spirit, you know. Um. Talk to me about your fitness. Like, talk to me about a little bit about how you, you know, I know this is off the cuff, mm-hmm. um, but let's try to squeeze this one in. Um, okay. Talk to me about how your fitness journey, what, what does that look like? How did you get to Des? Because he's a big dude. He coming from football, now he's big, like lean cuisine now. I like, he's like, you know, you know so why you buttering me up, nah, man? No, <laughs> so no, you know what? I'm always, and I didn't get a chance to ask Christian too much about it, but um, I like to ask trainers what their regimen looks like. And when I'm saying that, you don't have to be specific, but mm-hmm. how how do you get to a range? Because it's, it's so different. Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize, unless you're a trainer, that you have to coach so many different dynamics of types of people and, 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 and mindsets, and you really got to coach your mind before you can coach your body. Yeah. Um, how do you coach yourself? How do you? Where do you find that that dynamic for you? Where do you? How do you dig deep? Or where? What? What do you do? Is it more more uh, weight training? Is it more cardio? Is it more of your football background that you mm-hmm. put into it? Um, what does that look like for me? I know. Um, just to give you an example, for me it will be like um, I like to do a comparison or combination of everything. I love strength training. That's really where I had got my love for fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, and mine was more being bullied and stuff like that. That I was like, I'm oh, gonna show you. Oh, who bullies you? You know, can't believe it. These young kids who, out here, these the, you? the youth, the youth. For real. Yo, they man, talk about that so, later. So, you know, like they that. did. They bullied me, and then, you know, they teased me, and then I had low self-esteem when I was younger. A lot. For really? real? Yeah. You would oh. never know, because she's so light-skinned, people. <laughs> she acts so light-skinned. You should see what she dressed right now. Listen, listen, my workouts and I do a little bit of like uh, I take that athletic because I used to do a little bit of like basketball and, mm. and softball so I take that athletic stance and yeah. I just kind of do a lot of conditioning talk to me about how do you get to your, the shape that you're in or how do you can keep yourself maintained okay so uh, when I retired I was at about 295 300 mm. easy so okay. then I just said, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, I had to be that big to play arena football because a lot of the guys on on the old line on in arena football, um, which is I was a pass rusher by the way, D line. So uh, I had to be big, also be agile and fast, right? So then when I'm transitioning to you know being a regular person after I retired, I'm just like, okay, uh, it's time to not be doing uh, eating about four thousand calories a day, five thousand calories a day. I got I have to. I'm training five days a week. Yeah. Um, cardio and I'm working on explosive movement all the time. Now it's more so about I'm just trying to look good. Okay, yo, I'm not even that light skin, I'm brown skin. 
Whatever. Oh, Bronski. He's like, what a bikini or something. Uh, like that. Okay, like, you gotta check that right there. I don't know what. Like, Yo, that was tough. Ah, weird, all right, that? but like. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, understood. But like, he he got the. He looking for the aesthetic, y'all. He, Yo, he got like. I ain't even know he got that. the muscle shirts and Yo, stuff. Like, mediums. Like, mediums. <laughs> like, you're right. Excel. Okay. Excel. Okay. Well, I got the mediums, so you know I gotta get the small shirts. Yeah, you're trying to show up your arms like Christmas talking about podcast before. Yeah, but so then what I'm saying is, now I'm just trying to look good, and uh, at first I started doing you know heavy cardio like 30 minutes pop. Okay, I'm gonna do this high intense. I wasn't really getting results, right? Mm, okay. Then I started reading this book. Uh, uh, with uh, Doug McGruff, and he was just talking about how, like, you know, even my trainer, uh, Fred, he was talking about how, like, you know, high intense cardio for like about 30 seconds, and uh, and with like a little bit longer rest period, and doing short intervals of that, about maybe like max 10, 15 minutes, on mm. um, are much better for you with weight loss. And I've been seeing great results. I've lost about 55, 60 pounds since mm, then. Yeah. Um, changed my diet up. Started eating grass fed. Um, I still eat a little bit of ground turkey, but I love grass fed. It tastes way better than a regular burger people let me tell you i'm preaching i'm preaching on it but i'm telling you i need to try it out listen listen right. we're we gonna talk about that oh yeah because she's a plant-based uh, person she don't listen, <laughs> listen i ain't all plant-based i like my turkey you know yeah. but we're gonna talk about that this gonna be on different uh podcasts that's gonna be on a couple episodes you're gonna see there's a you're gonna hear about this tbc tbc listen continue okay i like i was like well what is tbc but we're we gonna hold we're gonna hold strong we'll today please do that because we're gonna get we're gonna do an experiment we're yeah. gonna do a challenge and then we're gonna keep you yeah. posted on i'm that, gonna so. pressure people we'll you see know. we'll see people. we'll see but so now i just do you know like i'll do some i'll do mostly extrabiotics for uh uh most of my main lifts so like chest press rows pull down stuff like that and uh at another place i'll do like work on the smaller muscles um so and i work out about four to five days a week and my fifth day is really just like stretching um about 20 minutes of stretching really getting a good stretch in um soaking in the epsom salt bath for recovery in between those days and mm -hmm. then i work out the other two days of the week so what would you find for if you just had to give one element to a, a person because we are trainers my by the way so you're always welcome to uh, we're gonna have you picture your your handles as well too, so ooh, that ooh. they if they reach out to you, um, you can, for advice or whatever have you. So what would you give one person? Anything that you could give one person or a client or someone that's just listening in and they could do one thing to start their fitness journey. What would it be? Change your eating habits because it Definitely. is eighty percent nutrition. Mm -hmm. Listen. 80% nutrition. Yeah. 20% fitness. Certainly. Listen, that's I'm telling definitely. you, change your eating, people. Because I'm telling you, you're going to see more results if you change your eating and you don't work out at all compared to if you eating like crap. And you know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what crap is, man. We got Google. Y'all got smartphones. Listen. You know what you eat and if it's wrong. And, and I know we talked about, we didn't talk about it on the new, but we, you know, that pizza. We yeah. just, we was just joking about that. Why you, we were, we, why we you were, <laughs> yo, why are you going front on them like that? I don't want, I don't want yo, them to say like, no, no, no. We are going to eat a little bit better. I'm not saying you can't eat pizza. It's, it's called moderation, though. It is once, called a, once or twice a week, a cheat meal is fine. But you eat a cheat meal five days a week, that ain't a cheat meal no more. That's All a right, lifestyle. That's you just, feel me? That's being hungry. Exactly. Yeah. Just, that's just no, just no. You being up. nice. No, you got no. You right. going five days a week? That that's a lifestyle now. That's, that's just, no longer a cheat right. meal. You, you absolutely feel me? right. So yeah. I would just say change your eating habits. And if you guys need help with that, hit us up. Hit my fan handle. Hit up Alicia. She's the she's a guru over here with oh. the eating. You know, with the plant based. If you don't like plant based. Hit me up. But, you know, anyway. We'll uh, talk about that. We'll talk about that. We're going to 
gonna I'm gonna share that with you on the next episode. Okay. All right? Okay. So let's get down to the nitty gritty because you know they they be timing us on oh, it. Yeah, so, um, so trust me, there's what else I gave you here because I'm gonna miss my my marks. I know that. I know. Okay. So last two questions, and then we're gonna wrap it. Mm-hmm. But my newest question I've been asking because I believe that um, God has already given us those I am's. He is, he's in us, but what would you say that does, or who would you say does is, um, as you're growing, as who you have become, who you're uh, obtaining to become, Mm. um, who is this? Who is this? Yes. Okay. Desmond Howard. Why you keep saying my Because, you know why? Because I learned, (laughs) no, because I learned, right? Uh Uh-huh. That the anointing is in the actual real name. Mm, amen. Amen. So the, amen. I was being called all sorts of slang names in the streets in Philadelphia and my truest potential never really arrived until I called myself Alicia. Mm. Not Alicia, because I don't want most people y'all, most of y'all like to call me Alicia or Alicia. No, it's Alicia. <laughs> it's Alicia. Pronounce it for him again. One Alicia, more time. Alicia Brown mm. with the E at the end. Let him know. Silent. Let him know. Quiet. Okay? Pause. Okay? So, I want you guys to understand that there's a blessing and there's an anointing on your name. God already knew who you were and he blessed it. So, who is Desmond Howard? Okay, I'm like, I just want to say this though. I've only went by two names my entire life. Des? Yeah, everybody calls me Des. Or Howard. Des Howard. That's Howard. Or, you know, Howard. You know, we play football. They don't say your first name. They, they call your last name until you earn it. Here comes Howard. Howard. Hey, Howard, come here. All right. Well, here comes Howard down the field. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, I love you, sis. Oh, All man. Right. Talk I love to me. So, talk to me. Who is he? So, first and foremost, my my uh, Des is a mentor. And this is something I'm new to. I just started doing since, like, last year. So, I'm mentoring about three or four kids right now. Um, We break down film once or twice a week. And it's really something that I feel like I need to share what I went through with these kids because they need to know that somebody else has been through it before and that can help them through it. You know what I'm saying? And it helps that somebody that was a pro athlete before, like, okay, like, they care about me. You know what I'm saying? And it's really, it's important to know that somebody, a black man cares, right? Not just some, you know, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with a white coach caring or anything like that, but it's just different when it's somebody that's close to your age and your own people. Because, like, let's let's be real. Nobody's going to be able to stand you better, especially in the black community as a black man. Nobody's going to be able to stand you better than another black man. This is real. Um, The second thing is... Um, Des is a fun-loving person. When I say that, I mean it's all love. You already seen like it's all fun comedy over here. But when it's business, it's business, and it's also uh, love. Like I'm a very loving person. He I is. love all people. Yeah. So why are you talking about He's a- <laughs> He is. He's a cool. I'm not sensitive. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going front. I am. I am. I'm a big sense. I'm a big teddy bear. But um. I just feel like that's really important in this society now because I feel like we're so impersonal and I feel like we don't have a lot of that love. When I go to get people, I was like, Ugh, what you doing? Like, why you in She called me on going, yeah, because yeah, I'm not a hugger. Trying, yeah, because she definitely tried to hit me with the stiff arm. I'm like, Ugh. Right? I'm like, oh, okay. Huh. She's like, <laughs> yeah, so definitely. And last but not least, I am an athlete and a man of God. And I, I combine those two things together because I think it's really vital to uh, keep those things that we are at our core very close-knit with God because when we lose that 
we really lose ourselves. And if I think well, your core value is your main, one of your main core values is being not just a religious. There's a difference between religion and spirituality, right? And I feel like when we say we're spiritual, we're really con truly connected with God. When we're religious, we just going to church, you know, praying, whatever, you know, just going through the motions. And on Sunday, and on Monday, you know, Friday and Saturday, we going to the club. Mm -hmm. I used to be that person. I used to be that religious person. Trust you know what I'm saying? Going so like, hey, 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 or you know, like there's yeah, a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> so I think those two things are very vital and need to be together. And I really, truly feel that in my heart, my soul, I'll always be an athlete. And when I say that, um, I feel like it's really important to understand that when you were athlete, when you retire, you're never that athlete never leaves you. You know, you're still going to do some explosive work. I still do some box jumps here and there, but I also think that really ties in also with being a mentor, you know, talking to my young guys, my young, I call my young boys. So, <laughs> so like, I really think that's vital to always keep that mindset of being an athlete when I'm breaking down films. Still of an course, athlete. you got to, because yeah. that's the way how you can see it and help them envision it. Because exactly. you got to always feed them the passion. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So you can never stop learning too. Never, so, never. Definitely. I like that. I like that. I like that. So, athlete, a mentor, man of God, and fun loving person. Fun, you fun, are. Fun, I think all four of those fit you well. Oh, thank you so much. All right. So she you are. my list, y'all. He's yes, true. <laughs> and he's coming into he's coming into himself. So as you grow into yourself, those things are revealed to you because that's what God had already placed into you. So I, I definitely understand that. So, um, without you know, the last question, want to wrap it up because we got only a couple more minutes left on mm -hmm. this track, but um. If you could, I, I know we talked about if you were talking to a client, but this is mm -hmm. to anyone that may have just said, let me slide past this this, this fit journey. Mm -hmm. um, and they listen to Des, Desmond mm -hmm. Howard, and they like, wow, Des Howard, or they like, wow, this is a different type of dude. Mm -hmm. This is a different type of podcast. Right. What would you want, again, if this was your cup being empty? Mm -hmm. How would you empty your cup by saying, what would you say as you emptying your cup to someone? I will honestly just say, keep your faith, man. Um, I know there's some people out there that may not have uh, spirituality or you might have it. And it's just, you know, you're taking your time. And I know it takes time, right? We all have our own timeline when we really figure it out. I took It took me a long time. You figure out a different timeline. Mm -hmm. I would just say, don't lose your faith, even if it feels like it's is bleak and you don't see the you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel your path is so far down the road man it's not over i don't care if you're 55 or you're 19 like whatever whatever god has for you there's no you don't know what it is but you got to believe by faith faith is what what you gotta be with me here i'm sorry <laughs> Minister. But you just gotta believe it, man. And sometimes believe in it. But also understand faith without works is what? Faith without works is dead. dead. That's there right. I was gonna say harmless. Keep you connected. Like Amen. Yes, you called me in. Call me in. Reel me back in because I was shaking. I had my hand down in almost in a prayer state. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So just understand that your faith. You also have to put in the work. <laughs> you also have to put in the work. It's not just about God. It's also about you. It right, is. People? You got to put in the work to get to where you want to be. It's not just, oh yeah, God, put in this. You know, I want you to put in 75%. I'm going to put this little 25% in. Nah, go. you can't do that. Put in the work, man. Yeah. Put in the work. And I promise you, you will be you will be blessed beyond your wildest measures. And do not, don't be cheap either. Give the tithes. Give back, man. Give back as much as you can. I'm not saying you give thousands of dollars back to the tithes, but you got to give back and make sure you have a church home. 
Amen. It's important. I like that. It's something that really fits your core values and what you need from what you need from God, what you would need from a pastor. That's only you can figure that out, right? But the, I think those things are very, very vital, and that's what I would say to you guys. That's where it starts, and that's where it ends. Honestly, with God, that's where it has to start from. And until you get there, you know, it's gonna take time. I'm not saying you got to get there right now. You need to get on this train and just do it. But it's gonna take time and understand that. I like it. I like it. Just give that a real pull. Ooh, yeah, go, go, encore. Yeah, but you guys, you guys, I thank you, thank you, Des. I want to say thank you first and foremost because um, you have you're an epitome of a strong black man, and I really appreciate that. Butter me up. No, no, seriously, and I want you to continue. If I could just say it out in a public forum. I want you to continue on the path. I pray that God continues to bless you on this path. You have a lot of great potential and I see it in you. And I know that you are going to be more than you even expected or desired. And mm-hmm. just because this God didn't want it to just be about football because your football would have overpowered your platform. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. um, he using this and the football as a pass, but he needs you to impact that that realm mm. of sports and industry. Mm. And I believe that he just gave me that to give to you that it's not about oh, it's not that. about that. I'm but up a little just, bit. You know, but he gave me that to say it's not it wasn't about Ooh, football was for you to get a step into the realm of that area because mm. there's people that need you in that area and, mm. and, and they need to know that God is there in the midst of a, a, a in the sports industry and that's wow. where you need to be. So wow. I, I believe that that's what he called me to tell you to do in the midst of that. Amen. Glory Amen. be to God. I, I didn't know that was coming. I don't know wow. what. That's why I was probably like this. Cause I was yeah. like, something he needed me to tell you. But mm-hmm. um, nonetheless, I wanted to, um, that was, that caught me off guard. I, I, it's okay. That was yeah, that caught me off guard. That was 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 that follow um and then this is fit journey everyone else has everyone has a journey this is des uh, des howard's journey that you just listened to um again give them the handles tell them where they can find you again he is a personal trainer he is a a strength and conditioning i'm gonna call it out now he's a strength and conditioning coach he deals with football but he's an all-around athlete. I can tell you that now he's he if you want someone that deals primarily with sports call him up Ring his bell or set him up. Yeah, DM him or something. Yeah, hit me up. Hit, go throw him the so handle. Hit me up on Instagram underscore D E Z fifty three underscore. That's underscore on Instagram D E Z five three underscore. Facebook that's Howard. You'll, you'll see. I mean, you, I don't know if you're gonna post a picture or nothing. So yeah, it, I got you. We gonna yeah, take a photo. Yeah, it's a light skinned guy smiling with a little stash. Yeah, you can't he, miss he, with he got all teeth just like me. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true, that's right? True. So, yeah. but he, he yeah, gang, I came in front. You right? You're right. Got damn, that. Damn, damn. Boom. All right. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, drop a line to either myself or Des. Tell us how you like the, the podcast. Share with all your friends and family. And we pray and hope that you have a great journey or a great day and a great journey for yourselves as well. Give it to God and God will take care of the rest. All right. Stay Um, blessed, y'all. Stay blessed. All right. Thank you for listening. And this has been another one. We'll see you soon.